this is Marisha for Love Your Creativity and I'm very excited and also very slightly scared. Um, I am with Ryan James Locke who is a publicist and founder of beingyourownpublicist.com and he's uh, written a fantastic course, a coaching course on being your own publicist. So, which, and he tends to coach entrepreneurs and uh, creatives. Is that right, Ryan? I haven't made that up, right? No, you made perfectly, perfectly. <laughs> Great. So, um, Ryan has agreed, because I'm at the start of marketing a creative thing, of which I have no idea. So, Ryan has thankfully said, well, let, let's try and um, coach. He's going to coach me on what to do, really. So, I have got a dance single called London Town that you will... A, of her at the beginning of the podcast and also will play at the end. But I'm in a situation where uh, it's, got, it's a dance music piece. I'm not known in dance music at all. I've got a lot of experience in cabaret and jazz, but I definitely haven't got a major reputation because I've been focusing... Uh, sorry about that. be focusing more on acting. I have a dance single called London Town, which... And I'm a bit scared because I have no understanding of how to market a dance tune at all. I have got... Um, you know, I've got a seven-minute version, and we're doing a four and a three and a half-minute club edit version. But I'm really starting from scratch. So, Ryan, given I am a scared because I don't know what I'm doing, b thinking I might be too old to be releasing a dance record, yeah. and c have no clue about the best way forward, where am I going to start on this? So, I think the first thing to realise is that you know, everyone feels scared about putting themselves out there and promoting their work. So really, the, the fear, it's not anything special. It, you know, it, it's just part of the game. Okay. Um, one of the first things I do with new clients is I help them get really clear on what exactly they want to achieve with a project or uh, you know, a new venture. Because I compare in my program, uh, starting a project is like getting into a taxi in London town, plug, plug, plug. Right. Um, <laughs> you need to have a clear idea of where you're going if you want to end up where you want. So, and I think that's true of anything, especially in, in things like business and promoting something. Um, so what I would do, you know, essentially, I, I think the first thing that you need to really be clear on is what do you want to get from releasing a single? It, you know, fears and, and, and sort of issues aside, we'll get to that later. I think the first thing you need to get really clear on is, is what are the objectives? Is it ego versus whatever? I, I've got a song that's been remixed by Andrew Hyde, who's uh, remixed it and involved with it and has worked so hard on it over the last few months since he yeah. approached me saying why don't we have a go remixing that track because it's a track that I put on my album over 10 years ago I did a jazz cabaret album um, and, and it was his idea to come through and to try and do something new with it um, I, I'm a bit like well what am I going to be doing with this uh, tune because I've only played it so far to like 10 people mm-hmm. <laughs> which have been basically lots of gay friends of mine all of which have said they loved it which I thought oh, that's a good start I'd like it to get out into the world and I'd like it to make people happy. Obviously, I'd love it to be like a number one dance single sit, sit, dance single hit. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, exactly. But am I being crazy and ambitious? And also, if I'm thinking, because also we're now in uh, towards the end of July, I've been super busy. I knew three weeks ago, because we're waiting on the radio edit, Andrew's yeah. doing it, that I could have done like a 30 second teaser video. I could have done mm-hmm. that and I, I've chosen not to. Okay. So am I, should I worry about being too ambitious here? And also, um, how am I going to get off my ass and do something about it? Because obviously there is fear here. Well, I think the first thing is, you know, no, you're not being too ambitious. I don't think one can ever be too ambitious. Um, 
that's kind of, you know, that's one of my beliefs is, you know, you can achieve anything you want. You just need to create a plan and sort your thinking out. Um, in terms of, you know, how do you move your art? Well, I think, I think the first thing to really look at is, you know, you mentioned earlier having some fear around, you know, worrying that you might be too old and not knowing anything about the industry. Okay. Yeah, the market. The first thing is, you know, the first thing to realise again is, you know, everybody has fear. So, you know, what, what we want to do is we want to take action in spite of our fear rather than waiting for it to go away because it never does. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's kind of good news and bad news. Um, in terms of how do you move your arse, um, <laughs> yeah, really reiterate that, no, how do you move your arse? Well, the first thing I think, you know, it's really important to look at, what are you putting off doing that's right in front of you? And I know this sounds like common sense and a lot of people will go, yeah, I know that. But, but no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> All I know is I've got a track. I vaguely might need to do a teaser video. I might have to do a video, but I really can't get my head around right now. I know I've, I have got a friend of mine, Martin Butterworth, who's doing the cover. He's come up yeah. with a couple of great ones using a photo that was taken on a shoot three months ago. But it's me in character, so he might replace it with one of me done that was actually me. me. So I will have a good image. I've got a vague idea. I'm going to stick it on CD Baby and then I've got to work out how to do like some kind of, I think some pre-release, pre-release campaign. I've got no idea when I'm actually going to release it. I do have a few th friends I think, oh, maybe I could speak to. And, you know, maybe there's a couple of friends I know that might kind of play it or, you know what I'm saying? It's all a bit of a model and I've got no direction. So you're okay. saying the first thing I need to do is write down, well, I can say to you now, if I'm going to be super ambitious, I'd like, I'd like this track to chart i'd like it to be certainly number one the dancings i'd like to see i'd like although like the thought of doing it is just i'm like uh, it'd be lovely to think i could go and do some personal appearances and kind of do a live version of it mm -hmm. in places across europe ideally i'd really like to get into japan because and uh, and poland actually they're my two but i think the track's called london town it's about being here and loving it and i'm aware also it's very the vocals it's not a standard dance track because all the singing I've been doing this year hasn't been the cabaret and stuff. It's been all my um, Royal Festival Hall Harmony stuff. So I've been singing, and I sing for soprano there, so it's high, it's very, you know what I mean, it's very floaty. At moments it sounds incredibly, I guess, classical, the vocal. It's not a standard dance track. So I'm going, well, is this going to fit? So it, let's say, OK, Marisha wants to do these things. What am I going to do? <laughs> Please tell but, me, yeah. I'm stuck. Do I sound yeah. like one of your normal coaching clients? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Really? I, well, I, I think the, the thing to realise is, you know, when you're in this situation, you know, you can't see the wood for the trees. Yeah. Um, and that's very normal. You know, there's nothing to sort of feel guilty about. You know, you are the product. So, of course, you're going to have all this confusion and I imagine a sense of overwhelm. Yeah. Uh, and how, you know, how I, you know, the first step to really take is, you know, Go right back. Go to step one. What do you want to achieve? Now, I understand you said, you know, you want to tour and you want to do this and that. So let's put all that down. But I think what needs to happen is we need to shift the focus from things you can't control. For example, it going to number one. An element, you know, to an extent you can control that, but most of it you can't because it depends on how many people buy it, etc. Yes. So what I'd really suggest you do is take, take your objectives and your goals and really look at shifting your focus to everything that's within your control. For example, I had a client about three days ago, just like you, fabulously talented uh, young woman. 
and you know I mean really really good at her job you know sometimes you get people and you think okay the product needs to be redone or, or they need a bit of coaching or maybe taking a different direction and that's not said in an unkind way it's just you know it's the truth yeah but like you she's very good it was it's her approach um, and I'm not going to say too much because I don't want to sort of you know but you know what came out of our session was it's sort of a very similar situation she had this amazing talent but no idea where to start. She felt very overwhelmed, and she ha- she was talking a mile a minute, like me, and, and like me. Yeah, just join the yeah, all in the club, and um, you know, and she was stuck. And and what I had her do really was, you know, literally stop, take a few moments, and shift your focus into everything that is in your control. So, for example, and this is an exercise that I give lots of clients, and it, it's normally met with two reactions. One is, oh my gosh, wow. And the other one is normally, um, uh, you know, I don't want to. And then insert some expletives. Make a list. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so, sorry, make, you just cut out, cut out there. Make a list. Yeah, you make a list of everything that you're putting off doing. Oh. Yeah. I'm not going to swear, but really? It's heinous. I, I mean, I do it myself and I'm like, oh, I really do. Okay, <laughs> so I make a list of the things I'm putting off doing. Yeah, and then beside each action, you're going to put, sorry, beside each thing, you're going to put next to it an action you can take now. Now. Because a problem with a lot of creatives, and I include myself, we have this sort of thing where we, it's almost like we convince ourselves we're taking action because we've thought about doing it. (laughs) I, I did that a lot last year. I was like, oh, you know. When I launch this or like this, it'll be brilliant. And I thought I'd be sat there. And then I'd be sat there. And, and I think so, you know, one of the keys to getting things moving is taking action, which, you know, everybody knows that. But it's really, it's really ingesting that and really making it real. So when you look at that list of everything you've been putting off doing, what is this in life or just with this product? <laughs> now, let's start with the product. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I'll do, I'll do that then. So this is good. This is my homework for the week. So I'm going to make a list and then I'll write an action I can do now. Yeah. So, for example, you might write something like, and I'm completely making this up. Yeah, yeah, so of course. Yeah. But, um, you know, you could put something like, um, you know, haven't done teaser video. Okay? Yeah. Oh, my God. And then normally what comes up for clients is 10 things. Oh, my God, how am I going to film it? What am I going to wear? What am I going to say? What am I going to well, do? Well, my problem is I haven't finalised the... This is my argument against not doing it, which I know is purely an argument, is I haven't finalised the the CD cover, as it were, right? It's, I've got a couple of you seen that I can nearly use, but they're not. it's not going to be the final. So I thought, well, if I'm going to stick a 30-second YouTube teaser video, which is just going to be the cover of the album plus some shots of London, right, which I've already taken, I've done that, right? I've gone around London and taken footage. If I'm going to just do that, would it not be better for me to wait for the finalised image but the problem is uh the guy who's doing is brilliant but he's so incredibly busy doing hollywood <laughs> movie posters and theater western theater posters that you know what i'm saying that i'm um i i know he said to me that that was the case when i you know i went to him but he's a really good friend of mine so i'm going am i going to wait till i've got the right brand at the front even though but maybe it's okay to have a different youtube video cover that's that's from the teaser i don't know because that's to kind of stop that's one of my excuses if you see what i'm saying Okay. I mean, I think, you know, I'm not a huge fan of like long explanations and, and, and long. <laughs> I don't mean that. I don't mean no, what no, you mean no. in general. And, and I'll tell you why is because 
we do this thing. I, I notice this a lot with, with creatives, people who are really talented. We, we, pl- we sort of wait for like a hundred things to be in line before we do the thing. Yeah. And often that means one thing, it doesn't get done. Fine. And, you know, I'm saying this from experience <laughs> because I am, um, you know, I had a situation where I was waiting, okay, to record some audio tracks for my coaching program. And I kept thinking, oh, I'll do it, I'll do it when this, I'll do it when this. I'll... And then three weeks went by and I thought, oh, wow, okay. Oof. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I'm going to say to you is, do you need to wait? No, you don't. I think you've done enough waiting. I think the waiting is probably causing most of the overwhelm and frustration because don't forget, you know, when, when you know there's things that you haven't done, subconsciously there's an anxiety around it. Yeah. Because you do know that you're not doing it. Yeah. We, we sort of trick ourselves and we go, I'm going to use your example, but it's not, you know, in any kind of judgmental way. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of do this thing where we go, oh, well, I've got to wait till the cover's right and then I'll film it, but he's busy, so I'll wait a few weeks. Well, actually, you don't need to wait. You could, you could do simple things like watch people's intro videos that you like. You could start practicing what you're going to say. You could start choosing pictures. You could start mucking around on camera. And give, you know, give yourself permission to play with it. Have fun. So, you know, you're saying you need to do the teaser video. The I could, yeah, I could just do it because I've got a good starting image. And yeah, you're right. I've, I've got at least three other arguments for why I haven't done it. Like, what do I put on the end and all that? But yeah, you're right. Well, no, again, realise it's a step, but you know, the, the, the most important thing is taking action. And I think, you know, when we, I think often we, you know, I read something by Cheryl Richardson the other day, and I can't remember exactly the words, but she said something about how too many of us, uh, she's a, a coach in America, very famous author, uh, amazing work. And she talks about how, you know, most of the time we spend so much time thinking about how we're going to achieve a goal. We don't actually do anything to achieve it. Yes. And I think that's one of the things I want to reflect back to you is like, you're actually much more in control than you think. Yeah. Which is a scary thing because you're like, oh God, now I have to. Now I have to, what, sorry, you cut out. About it. Say that again, darling. Sorry, I said, you know, when, when you realise that, you know, and that's when you have to do something about it. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, I'm already going, Ugh. So basically, I need to write a list of all the things I'm putting off. I need to do actions I can take now. Now, presumably meaning in the next two days or something rather than. But I mean, obviously I can do them now, but there's such a long list, it's all not going to all happen this evening, for example. I think like 58 hours for sort of three days. And the reason I say that, it's because you do have enough time. You know, again, you know, I'm a, I, I, I'm a real big fan of like calling us on our uh, uh, poop. I was going to, you know, <laughs> calling us out on our, you know, our rubbish. And we, you know, a lot of people, they say, you know, oh, um, I don't, have, I don't really have time to take action, but we have time, you know, we do, we have time to, you know, get coffee or go on Facebook or email friends, so I think, you know, give yourself 48 hours. So, okay, so I need to write this list, do an action, I can do, what, an action on each, or just say, okay, these are more priority than others? Yeah, absolutely, I mean, the first thing is, you know, create a list of everything you're putting off. Putting things down on paper gives you a sense of control, right. and it helps your mind to kind of get clear. Once you've got everything written down, you know, ideally prioritise it. You know, for example, most important thing is X. Next important thing is Y. Okay. 
the main thing I want to see happen is movement. Right. Again, I sometimes think, and this is probably going to sort of make a few people go, what? But I sometimes think that even with like list making and goal setting, we sabotage and we go, well, I've got to prioritize the list and then I've got to write the list like this and then I've got to color the list like this. And then I'm... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what I'm saying? you know what I'm saying? And I think the most important thing is action. Right. Okay. You know, get clear on all the things you're not doing and identify a step you can take and do it. Okay. Okay, well, that's, that's enough work for everyone. Yes, okay, so that's good. So I, don't, I already feel calmer, actually, because it means I have to start... Because I started doing... I want to do a vision board for this track. And I did about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I went out in the garden, I painted, you know, the big board with colours. And I have indeed written the word London Town across it, but I haven't yet filled it out, if you see what I'm saying. So what I'll, I, I almost feel like I almost want to do that as well to try, because I think there's something very important about doing vision boards. And when I've done them before, they've helped me. So I think what, I think if I do your list of, um, as you say, of all the things I'm putting off, then it'll get me thinking in different ways and then I can almost think, do you think I should do that before? Well, I think I should do your list first and then I can just transfer that over to the vision board once I've done it and done some action. Yeah, I think there's something, you know, there's something very powerful. I'm really glad you mentioned vision boards, actually, because I think going along that sort of line with, you know, using the law of attraction and power of the mind, I think something I often see with clients is one of the big mistakes we make is we assume there's like an on and off switch for attracting things and you you know for example a lot of people think by creating a vision board you suddenly turn on your attracting or you you know your manifesting ability the truth is it's on 24 7 a vision board all it does is it focuses what you're attracting right or and i think the second biggest mistake people make is you know I don't mean this in a negative way, I mean this in a kind of a good way, you know, as in the, you know, I'll present a solution. But the second thing we do to ourselves is we kind of assume that by thinking about it, we're attracting it, which is true to an extent. But ultimately, the, the most powerful attractor is action. So by all means, create the vision board, create the wish list, do the affirmations and then take massive action. And yeah. every time you cross something off that list, you know, for example, I don't know, I put off filming the video. The minute you've done that video, it's better that the videos out there are not perfect than there is no video, but it's going to be so brilliant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I'm already going, if I can do the 30-second teaser, I can, because I need to set up at my own, I, I don't know what you think about this, but um, I've got my Love Your Creativity, obviously in my blog and my podcast, and I'm thinking I need a Love Your Creativity YouTube channel but then I'm thinking should I have a separate YouTube channel just for this song but actually that 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 sounds yeah I should try and put it all together and then also uh, I'm wondering I've got to start thinking about how long I'm going to give myself to put a release date on this do you have any ideas on that I mean are we talking six weeks is it I mean ultimately it's up to me what I do understand is lots of tracks dance tracks they go and spend the summer in Ibiza or whatever, and then people, you know what I mean? They go and run around yeah. and do the world, and then they tend to be properly released, having been played loads in kind of September for, for when everyone comes back off holiday. Mm-hmm. Now, in this case, this is a track very much about London, so I suppose it's easier, it's one way it's easier to promote. I've got an idea, I'd like to try and get it some branding as well, because I mm-hmm. would like to make some money from it. 
and certainly Andrew and I feel like we should give him the you know it feels like he will just because it's so you should yeah yeah so but um, maybe that's next step so is two months a decent time or do I, should I be giving myself a bit less or a bit more or I think honestly the most important thing I I think the most important thing kind of even more so than the release date is identifying what you want to achieve from it right and, and again I, the reason I say that is because I think I don't want you to do anything to add to the overwhelm right now. I just want to see you taking action. I think two months is a great timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, depending on, you know, things like the scale of your marketing plan, and we can get onto that in the next session, yeah, but definitely. I always think it's funny because I know there's a tendency. I, when I had coaching, I mean, I still do, but when I had coaching like for the first time, I remember being really frustrated and thinking, but we haven't covered enough, enough in the first session. I want to get right onto the juicy parts. And it was only like later that I realised that if you don't have the foundation in place, the juicy parts don't matter, or they won't work. Yeah. Um, so I think before you get onto the release date, I'd really like you to get really clear on taking away this feeling of overwhelm. So really writing down everything you've been putting off doing and something you can do to take action. You know, treat it like the gym. Uh, you know, which I've got to start again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't add to the overwhelm, but I, exactly. And I think, you know, it, a, a good metaphor is, you know, sometimes it does hurt doing the weight, but ultimately at the end of the workout, you go. Oh, no, I, I, love it. Yeah. I, I hate having been away from a gym for the last few months. To be honest, just talking to you uh, for these few minutes, I'm feeling far calmer about the whole project. I'm feeling <laughs> like there's... Um, I'm feeling like, as you say, it's a bit more in my control. And I know I've got a lot of... I've got... Because the other thing is about I'm going to I'm going to be playing it to people who don't like it, or don't really get it, or think it's terrible. <laughs> um, That's okay. And I know that these are all. And maybe we can just talk about this for a couple of minutes. The last couple of minutes of this 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 coaching session um, yeah. is about. And I do know as a creative because of course I've had loads of I've had great reviews and I've had freaking terrible reviews. Although I met yeah. someone the other day and we were he was saying. I had the worst review ever. I said, no, I have. And I think he might have. I think actually he beat me. But that comes from doing too many Edinburgh's. Um, but I know, like, Frank Skinner doesn't read reviews. In fact, his, age, his uh, manager cuts them out of the papers when he's touring. And then he, he obsesses about the size of the whole. <laughs> That's just, hilarious. It, it is. And I know I was doing a show in, uh, in uh, Canada, where you are now at the moment. Yeah. And I didn't, I don't, I've known not to read my reviews but I was at the I was doing really well and I said this very non-PC joke it was the first time I tried it it would probably would have gone down a storm in Edinburgh I completely lost the crowd was not getting them back that night and I took it out at that very moment uh, but I don't know what the main reviewer had said about me all I do know is because um, it's Montreal Fringe so it's quite a small kind of thing that goes on for two weeks so oh, yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. trips over each other all the time every time I only know who she was because someone pointed it out Every time she saw me coming, she'd hide in doorways. So I don't know what she <laughs> said, because I haven't read it, but suffice that she's hiding from me, then thank God. So, as I said, I'm feeling calm, which is good. good. So, But this whole idea of, I am aware, I'm going to take my little song, well, mine and Andrew's little song, into the world. Yeah. It's your baby. It is my baby, and I don't want it to be her, and I know it's not perfect, and... You know what I'm saying? And we've jigged around with it and, and all this kind of stuff. And I, I'm a bit I'm a bit like, you know, that's part of the fear. OK, so I'm going to give you something else. You know, just like the fear, right, 
it's totally natural to feel a sense of anxiety around releasing something to people and what they're going to think and say about it. That's, you know, th there's no way of ever, of, of ever getting rid of that because actually it's a good thing. It, it's, you know, it means you care. If you didn't, if you weren't bothered, I would sort of say, are you sure you're passionate about this? Right. But going kind of a step further, one of the things I think that would be really good you know, an assignment for you this week. I tend to give a few assignments to people. I think that's, I like big progress, so I hope you don't mind. Yeah, that's good. I want you to create a really clear outline of who this track is for. Now, the reason I say that, and people think, oh, it's a song, it's for everyone, it's not. I already can see two people, but there's okay. two. There's not one, there's two. Two's okay. And the reason I suggest this is two reasons, okay? One is, once you're clear who it's for, just like when you're clear on what your objectives are, that's when you can start creating a plan. You can, and, and we'll get onto that in, you know. Next year, next week. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but the second thing to realise is, you know, once you realise who the track's for, and in fact who you're for and your work, it actually doesn't matter what people say and think, and I'll tell you why. You know, for me, I have nothing to do with the fashion industry. I don't know anything about it, and I have no idea how to do fashion PR. Or despite being quite a stylish man. Oh well, thank you, Brent. <laughs> I probably <laughs> haven't seen you in, uh, in 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 Canada looking like a I don't know a yeti or something. Uh, yeah, but I mean, and and you know, once you're clear who it's for, for example, you know, the people who who kind of slander it, or or you know, or they talk badly about it, or they don't respond to it. Well, chances are they're not right for it anyway. You know, for me, lots of people probably listen to my stuff and think, oh, I, I you know, I don't like his tone or the way he speaks. But I'm good. already, I tell you, I'm 25 minutes into a, a, a chat with you and I'm already fi fi feeling far more focused and calm than I have done in weeks thinking about this. So I, I will defend <laughs> your honour with my Thank you. I'm really sword happy to... or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sword of, of, of podcast. Sword of righteousness and podcastersness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, that's one of the things I love most about this, this work is that, you know, it, I love being able to sort of take people to a different place. And I think what's really important going back and, you know, what you were saying about worrying what people think, again, you know, once you're very clear on who it's for, it doesn't matter what the people, what people who it's not right say. And, and I, 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 It's the gatekeepers, if you see what I'm saying. Like, I'm worried about the gatekeepers, by which I mean the DJs, the club owners, the radio show people. You know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff. Of course. I mean, again, you know, it's totally natural to worry. I think, do you remember in our last podcast, we talked about being objective and understanding yourself as a brand that you're selling yes. in order to kind of anxiety and emotion? It's exactly the same thing. I would suggest, you know, getting really clear on, you know, it's like pitching a story to the media. If I called Vogue and pitched a story about, you know... Little. Littles or, you know, or, or you know, paganism in Glastonbury, uh, they would probably laugh and put the phone down, and that's not in any way to slander either of those two things, but no. it's not right. And in the same way, it goes back to getting clear. Once you know who your track is for, and you're very clear who you want listening to it, chances are, if you're, if you're setting that as the intention, it's already right for them, or on a level, right? Yes. So, truthfully, it doesn't really matter what people say and think. If it's the pe so, for example, if it's the people you want listening to it, if they're responding negatively, that's a good thing, because it means you know how to adjust it so they like it more. If the people who don't, who aren't the target market, slander it, 
that's okay. You're not you're not right for it anyway. And and the reason what I do, you know. So repeat that last sentence again. Sorry. Which one about what I do? Yeah, what I do. Yeah, go on. I was just going to say it goes back to it's very similar to what I do. You know, I'm sure people who listen to my stuff or read my some people probably you know, might laugh or think it's silly. Or, but, but the truth is, I'm glad, because that says to me, you wouldn't make a good client. I don't want to work with you. So this is good. So I've got three major things to do between now and the next coaching session. So let's just take the last next couple of minutes. Um, and Because obviously, A, I can tell you're a brilliant coach, because I'm already feeling wiser, calmer, and ready to go out there and battle some of my own demons. But talk to me about your coaching programme. So well, it's called Be Your Own Publicist. Yep. Uh, just releasing now a fast track program and it's basically oh, all what, the... sorry program you cut out of me sorry fast track fast fast track program yeah basically the quickest way to get there and and what it is it's full of strategies that i use with my private clients mm-hmm. from myself to get my work featured all around the world and you can go on my website www.beingyourownpublicist.com and you can click on press and you can see that you know not to sound arrogant in any way, but I walk my talk, you know, my well, work. No, it's important. Yeah, I think it's very important, actually, especially as a coach. Um, my work speaks regularly uh, around the world. I've just, you know, I've got pieces in the next week coming out in America, Australia and London. Ooh. And I created the, the program basically using the strategies I teach my clients. And it's all about how to coach yourself into being your own publicist, how to get featured in the media, how to build your brand how to create a loyal following um, and something I've actually I'm very excited to be doing at the moment I've created a boot camp it's called build your personal brand uh, seven ways in seven days with Ryan James Locke it's completely free it's my treat uh, and it's all of the strategies I use with my private coaching clients Great. and how can we how can uh, listeners download that where do they go to so go to uh, www.beingyourownpublicist.com beingyourownpublicist.com okay Check out my Facebook page, which is Ryan James Locke, Being Your Own Publicist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter, which is at Ryan James Locke. I'm going to be posting a lot of uh, a lot of the sign-up forms there. Go on, you put your name and email address in, and as soon as bootcamp starts on the second, you'll be sent email strategies and also at the end a free coaching program, uh, which is you know me on audio coaching you through what to do to get results. Brilliant, brilliant. This all sounds fantastic. Well, thank you, Ryan. So we're going to get, I'm going to go away and be a very good girl and do my work, homework you've sent me. I'm very excited about this. And, uh, and I'm sure anyone listening to it are going to, equally is going to go, oh, this is fantastic. So the idea is you, you're going to, I'll come back next week and report progress or lack of obstacles and then we'll try and do the next step. Yes? You can just email me and I will uh, be there to support yay great so i uh, yes exactly when i go oh my god it's a nightmare so yeah but at least i know what to do so i'll, I'll go off and do some work so thank you ryan and uh, this is marisha from love your creativity with ryan james Locke from being your own publicist basically uh he's uh, saving the world one creative at a time i think by the sound of it making us do the work so thank you ryan thank you very much